Almost 10 hours after departing from Tahiti, I checked into a hotel in Los Angeles, phoned my mom to tell her about the change of plans, and then began the search for the Callahan Ranch. I thought about just calling to say hello and get a better idea of where Link was in his life, but I decided against it. After all of these years apart, I felt I really needed to see him in person and look into his eyes again. The outcome be damned. I wondered if my dear friends Ginny and Natalie were looking down from heaven, debating the wisdom of my decision. After much research and a few phone calls, I learned that the ranch was in Colorado, about a half hour from Durango, a town of about 16,000 people. The pictures of the surrounding area were breathtaking, and I could understand why Link was always so captivated by it all. I decided I would fly from LA to Albuquerque, rent a car, and then drive almost four hours to the ranch. Then fate had to whisper in my ear, casting doubts on the intelligence of my plan. Remember, Cassie, falling in love makes people stupid. And falling in love a second time with the same person? Well, that's just doubly stupid. What if he's happily married, has kids? Is it fair to throw a wrench into his life after all these years? And is your heart really young and resilient enough to withstand another heartache? I really could have used Natalie's analytical mind to help me navigate my emotions. But after a long deliberation, I dismissed fate's warning and booked my flight. I wish I could have relaxed and enjoyed the sights of LA while I awaited the two days for my departure, but that was not to be. The hotel's fitness facility and runs in the neighborhood did little to quell my restlessness. But finally, I was heading to New Mexico, a mixture of excitement and nervous energy coursing through my veins. And after a few hours, I landed in Albuquerque. The sun was still high in the sky over the mountains, radiating a warm glow across the landscape, so I knew I had plenty of daylight driving ahead of me. I picked up my rental car and made my way to the I-25 North, where the road stretched out before me, a ribbon of asphalt cutting through the arid and rugged landscape of New Mexico. Expansive vistas and red, rocky mesas drew my attention everywhere I looked. But it was more than just a scenic route through the American Southwest. It was a path to my past, and a chance to rekindle the romance that had flickered but never truly died. As the miles rolled by, my mind continually wandered back to when Link and I had first met, replaying these memories like an old-time movie reel. Each scene vivid and unforgettable. And at times I would fast forward, imagining how seeing Link again might play out, both the good and bad results. All these mental gymnastics did, however, was make the trip go faster. Gradually the landscape changed as I gained elevation. I entered the Jemez Mountains and the Santa Fe National Forest, where the countryside became more covered with pine and juniper trees. Eventually, the terrain became even more rugged, with the San Juan Mountains offering breathtaking vistas and even a few snow-capped peaks. I could have stopped to take in the panoramic views, but today, in this state of mind, it wasn't meant to be. Close to dinner time, I rolled into Durango, its downtown steeped in history and rich in the ambience of the Old West. I stopped for a coffee and to confirm directions, and soon I was on the final leg of my journey. 
When I finally arrived at the Callahan Ranch, the immensity of the land unfolded before me, with beauty stretching out in every direction. Nestled beneath a sky that seemed impossibly vast, the homestead itself was a rustic masterpiece, a testament to the rich history of Link's family. I cautiously got out of the car, my eyes scanning the picturesque landscape, taking in the grandeur of the property. A ranchman with an amicable smile approached, asking if he could help me. I'm looking for Lincoln Callahan. Would he be around? I asked, but then quickly added, but he isn't expecting me, so I hope that's okay. I wasn't sure why I tacked on the last few words, but clearly I was on edge. I'm sure it'll be fine, he kindly replied. I'm Josh, Link's brother, he continued as he extended his hand to shake mine. He's around back. I'm going that way, so let me take you to him. I thanked Josh and wanted to say more, but instead walked silently and nervously beside him, my thoughts racing in every direction. As we turned the last quarter of the ranch house, Lincoln was indeed by the corral, his distinctive silhouette etched against the amber hues of the setting sun, his focus solely on the horse and rider inside the pen. I hadn't seen him in over a decade, but his physique and mannerisms were unmistakable. His tall figure leaned against the fence, his weathered cowboy hat casting a shadow over his features. I caught my breath as I saw him. The same thick, tousled hair, the same beautiful face, all came flooding back to me in an instant. Then I saw on the other side of him a young girl, gently tucking at his sleeve, desperately trying to get his attention. My heart plunged into the pit of my stomach. It could only be his daughter precocious and beautiful. Just then, Josh called out to the girl, Emily, you should come now, it's time for bed. And as he spoke, Lincoln turned his head toward us. Would I see the same thousand-watt smile that had so captivated me way back when? I took a tentative step forward, my voice barely more than a whisper as I called his name. Okay.